0: Free Kicks is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show.
1: Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, informed automotive, we have 10 cool cars that are eligible for import into the States in 2020. Plus, the Maserati Gran Turismo is nearing the end of the line. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits podcast network the following is a tony lasano podcast an opi show on the radio misfits podcast network this is free kicks and now free kicks free Free kicks Kicks with illinois youth soccer association's director of coaching adam howarth and rick kemper back again with another episode of free kicks Uh, adam is back from Baltimore. That is right. Okay. Anything happening in our in our fair uh, capital area?
0: Um, all kinds of stuff. It was great. It's kind of like like I talked about the. Uh, it was a massive collection of tracksuits. I yeah. saw a lot of tracksuits, <laughs> and uh, we had a lot of fun. It was good. Lot you know, lots of meetings trying to solve the the problems of U.S. soccer and U.S. youth soccer uh in a week but uh lots of fun lots of people always good to network with a lot of people and And, some good sessions
1: you missed the impeachment by a week i know that's this week so yeah everything's happening so cool uh well we of course uh focus more on what's happening overseas uh especially when it comes to what is happening on the pitch and um before we get to that uh i just want to say that um coming up later in the show mm-hmm. we will be doing a, another across the pond episode so i know that people tune in for that you gotta check out across the pond that's a, my that's my official tease <laughs> and that is coming up uh, uh just later on in the, the show the final episode right the final episode people are talking about it uh, i'm also stalling because i can't find the ah here it is there it goes <laughs>
0: premier league football what's happening on the pitch
1: did that sound professional you,
0: you had it until <laughs> i'm trying to find the you had me going okay
1: <laughs> so big game this past weekend we the liverpool game yeah. against manu yeah um what a game that was yeah a- and i gotta say i'm getting to the point where and now i've always been a liverpool Supporter, a Liverpool fan, and I know you're not, <laughs> but you must admit this team is just a joy to watch.
0: It was a great game. I was lucky enough to watch the game. I was kind of hanging around waiting for a flight. I had the later flight, uh, so we found a little little pub and watched the game in Baltimore, and uh, it was a lot of fun. There was a yeah. bunch of us watching the game, so it was it was really enjoyable. But lots of tracksuits, lots of tracksuits, yeah, lots <laughs> of people kind of with dreary eyes, long nights on that Saturday, but but. What was really, really good about the game was the way that Liverpool started and the goals that they scored and were and lost. Yeah, you know, I mean they two were called back.
1: Two were called back, but I just can't see anybody catching them at this I point can't either. I can't either. I mean, they have to start – they have to go into a terrible funk in order for anyone to catch them. And they don't appear to be on the – that does not appear to be on the horizon. Right. I
0: mean, uh, to be fair, Man United definitely played better in the second Mm -hmm. half. Um, And and everybody – we kept on looking at each other. How's this game 1-0? How's this game 1-0? Right. You know, because Liverpool had so many chances in the first half. But then Man United had a few other little breaks here and there. But – Again, it was always going to be Liverpool's game yeah. to win, and then obviously the the final punctuation point with with Salah scoring
1: and yes. then taking his shirt off, and then Allison oh. running the length of the yes, field. That was to, pretty cool, and he got an assist on that. Goal. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so, he did. You know, goalies don't get to don't get assists very often. Right. They get very excited when right. that happens. I just thought I thought the game was great. And you know it only ended up two nil, so it wasn't like a blowout. And and actually, I saw an interview of Manu's coach. His name again is Ali Ganasoskaya, the you, right? baby-faced assassin. I can never say his name. <laughs> um, and he said that the loss was an indication that they are on their way, you know, in the in the right direction. And I actually kind of agree with him. Okay, because. They're playing without some of their big stars right now. I mean, they played all season without Pogba. Uh, Now Rashford is out for the rest of the season. Yeah. And yet they were in the game until the the last second of the game. They were hanging in. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But, I mean, they were against maybe the best
0: team in the world. They are the best team in the world. There's no question. Right. Number one, no problem there. But, yeah, I mean, they they have some things. Daniel James there got some speed. And, and I mean, it what was what was to me was amazing was he caught up with Mo Salah but he still couldn't get I that know, final I tackle know. but that gives you an idea of just how good Mo Salah
1: is well how strong he is Yeah, he looks like a little guy and then he pulls his shirt off and you're like oh boy yeah there God. was
0: actually quite a few memes of how he used to look when he was at Chelsea he was like a oh, scror-
1: really? scrawny little guy and now it's like oh it looks like he's been in the gym yes he has <laughs> been in the gym so uh, one more thing about yeah. uh, Liverpool before we move on and that is the Champions League put out there all 2019 team, you know, for the for you know the greatest teams yeah. in the world, yeah. and of course like Ronaldo and sure. Messi are on the team, but Liverpool has five players oh. on the team, yeah, and that doesn't include Salah or Firmino. It's you know it's the the goalkeeper, yeah, it's three of the back four, okay, you know Robertson yeah. and uh, Arnold yeah. and also uh, Van Dyke. Van Dyke and Mane. Wow.
0: So, I mean, that's... That's, yeah, I'm interested. That's amazing that Salah yeah. didn't make it. I, I don't know his season was fantastic last year. It was still good. Well, I. he was beaten up by Cristiano
1: Ronaldo. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, or Messi, you know, one of the two. So Yeah, I would have dropped Messi, but that's me. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> He's a hack. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, that's our yes. discussion about Liverpool. Yeah. The other reason that no one is going to catch them is the uh, the rest of the top five all lost or drew and and looked like they don't want to win the league. You're, you're right. It, what's
0: amazing to me is how Chelsea and Leicester are still so many points ahead of your fifth place. So yeah. I'm looking at it now. Chelsea's still five points ahead of Manchester United. How? I have no idea. They've won four of their last eight games. I know. They lose, again, obviously, on the weekend.
1: It looks like they have no firepower at all. I
0: know. And they're still five points ahead. I don't see anybody catching them.
1: And Leicester's been on a terrible streak. Right, exactly. During, Since Christmas. Yeah,
0: you know, in their last... I think they've lost four of their last six. Yeah.
1: What does well, that tell you? This past week, Leicester, if you were watching, they lo- they lost 2-1 to one to... Burnley, which is one of the teams that is struggling to stay in the league. Yeah. Jamie Vardy misses a penalty kick. Great save. It was a great save. And then they go down and score. Yeah. You know, how often does that happen? (laughs) Always, always happens, yeah. Um, And then Chelsea, we talked about Chelsea. Chelsea lost to Newcastle in what could have been the most boring game I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I mean, I was falling asleep watching this game. Granted, it was in the morning on a Saturday morning. Yes, yes. And, but Newcastle packs it in but they do have a very strong defense don't they Yeah they do I, I got to give a I was chat
0: with my friend who was here a, a Geordie and from a big Newcastle fan and he was just here this past weekend visiting and uh, it was interesting because he was just saying how the this was the first time that the crowd was actually screaming Steve Bruce's name. Wow! Because up until this point, they really haven't liked him. No, they were big Rafa Benitez's yes. fans. They loved what he was doing, but maybe there's a change there because he's getting results. You yeah. know, there's no question he's he's doing a doing a decent job with a team that's pretty average. Yes, but what he's done, which is great, is he's added local players, kind of like what Chelsea's
1: done. Right, he's got like five the Wagstaff uh, brothers, the brothers, yeah. Um, and then he's got Where they like, they just look they're It's like they're both gingers. You know, <laughs> exactly, they, they couldn't look more English. Yes, as my friend calls them, mungie cakes" is what they call. <laughs> They're exactly what
0: they are, but you, <laughs> but they are exactly those guys. So, and you got Andy Carroll back; yeah. who's there playing. So now you've got some legendary players from the area, right? Now the fans can really appeal to it, and I think that's helping Steve Bruce. So I'm I'm happy for them. I've all I'm, I always love Newcastle, always have, just because yeah. of the crowd and the people and the passion that they have for their club. So I'm happy that they're they're in decent shape. But you're not happy that uh, Chelsea lost. Them. Oh, of course not. No, I'm not happy about the result. Don't get me wrong, especially in the 94th minute of <laughs> yeah, all times. Great header, but my goodness, Chelsea had enough chances to
1: to take care of business. The, the funny thing, and it's not funny if you're this fan, but uh, the guy who scored for Newcastle, Isaac Hayden, took the corner flag out yeah. and threw it into the crowd in celebration, and it hit one of the fans right in the groin. Oh my God! Ouch. So there's th- probably a lawsuit in his future. <laughs> what was he thinking? I, know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're, you know that thing you stick it into the ground with? That's pointy. That's how it goes into the ground. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's also talk about Man City because mm-hmm. Man City, again, we, we talk about them a lot, uh, how strong they are and how good they look. Yeah. And yet... They had a draw against Crystal Palace, and yeah. it was a total collapse on the defensive end. Right, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of following the score. I didn't watch the whole game the
0: whole time because uh, I was obviously out at the convention, but I was following it, and then I saw, and every time they scored, and then I'd pop it back on my phone to see. Yeah. They were down one nothing. then they got it back to 2-1. I thought it was over. Yeah. I thought that was game over. But then they conceded that goal again, so
1: it was. And the goal was an own goal. Yes, but I think the uh, the mistake was made by the center back John Stones, who's right, who has, you know, I, I know he's been part of the English national team, but he doesn't look that good to me. No, he's been struggling. He really has. It's been I mean, a tough year for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, and obviously the other temporary center back was the one that banged it in, Fernandinho. Right. Exactly. So that was the made made it made it even tougher. But
1: and he's not a center back.
0: No, and I think that's you know we've talked about this on previous shows. Yeah. That's the issue. You know yeah. the inconsistency that they've had at that position. They just can't figure out what they want to do and who they're going to put in there.
1: I mean, and so, we'll talk about the transfer window here in just yeah. a little bit, but. Uh, You're not going to go to the uh, center back tree and pull a center back out. Right, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the bottom of the table, too. Mm There was a big win for Norwich over Bournemouth, excuse me. Um, uh, I didn't see the game, and I know there were two red cards in that game, but Norwich is now just three points behind... Bournemouth, Yeah. And Bournemouth is in deep trouble. Yeah, they're struggling big time. I mean, they've lost five of their last six games. And they're losing against the other also-rans. Right, and
0: this was right around it. We talked about this last week, that these were the games they're going to have to win. I think they've got Aston Villa coming up, and, yep. um, and then I believe West Ham. So all the teams around them, they're playing. So right. if they can't beat these teams... Now yeah. those This is where they can get points. Right. Because down the road, they're going to be playing the Arsenal's, the Chelsea's, right. and, which exactly. makes it even tougher. Exactly. So they're going to be in big trouble. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, that was a frustrating loss for them to lose 1-0 to Norwich. Right. Uh, but for Norwich, it was a massive, massive win for them because it just at least gives them some hope. It does, and they're really not. Uh, it's it's not uh, a done deal. No, it's close down there. I mean, they got seventeen, Bournemouth at twenty, and Aston Villa twenty-two. So that's the bottom three, and then right after that, twenty-three, twenty-five.
1: Yeah. So yeah, a couple wins will get them out of there. Right, and you know they're getting to the point where draws like Villa, Brighton, Watford, West Ham, they all had, they all drew. Yeah, um, a point's a point. Yeah, sure. You know, and then you'll take it at this point of the season. Exactly. All right, so let's talk about the transfer window. Mm -hmm. Um, This is something we discussed in the Explain the Foreign Tradition last week. January is when people can be added to teams. Not much has happened so far. A couple of players here and there. Uh, Nothing that's going to make a difference, I don't think. Right. Uh, But you were just telling me before we went on the air that there's some big news uh, big rumors, let's put it that way. Right, yeah. So so Edison Cavani is not a happy
0: camper at PSG. He's put in a transfer request. Um, so he, he definitely wants to get out of there. Um, and the team that's sniffing around him, which is interesting, is, uh, is Chelsea. Really? So... Um, could be an interesting move a little bit of an experience forward which is what uh, i know frank has yes. mentioned he wants some experience on the team i think he's very happy with these young players don't get me wrong but um you know i call him frank because we're yeah because yeah, you're a good, good but um <laughs> but anyway we were on the training facility yeah exactly yeah. oh super frank as yes. we as he's known <laughs> um but so he um so he's looking for some experience and like we were talking about before i think a player like that can definitely help a Tammy Abraham in terms of getting him through the, the tough times. There's going to be some barren spells. And Cavani's seen and done it, been there. Well,
1: he's one of the all time greats. Yeah. I mean, from Uruguay, he's yeah. been in the World Cup. Right. Uh, he's, right. he's led that team. Yeah. yeah. Him and Suarez have yeah. been kind of the,
0: the staple for that. And I think they're looking at. Maybe a couple more years for him. You know, he's probably in his you know, mid to low thirties right now, so hopefully you can get two years out of
1: him. Maybe that will help. And there is a big uh hair deficit on Chelsea these days now that uh David Louise is no longer there. They need some <laughs> flopping hair running around on the field. Sure. I was wondering where you was and going <laughs> with that. hair deficit. All right. That's we'll true. There's no flopping hair. Yeah. There's not a single floppy hair guy on the team anymore. That's true. So, it's always, you always got to look at those factors. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been a big floppy hair guy. Yeah,
0: exactly. But on the flip side, so uh, uh, Moses, who was a former Chelsea player, he just, he's going out to Inter Milan. He's uh, heading out there for a medical. So, there's starting to be some movement in in the transfer market, some different things going on. Um, And then. You know, Christian Eriksson's still in that rumor mill. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes off maybe even Real Madrid or somebody like that. I know somebody big will get him. And then Bruno Fernandes from uh, Benfica. Uh, I think Benfica or Sporting Lisbon, i have to double check. But Portuguese, Man United,
1: trying to trying to hammer that one out as well pretty quickly. Okay. So they need yeah, some help. They do. Uh, boy, Rashford is a big loss. Yeah. One of yeah. big loss. And, you know, it's starting to look... Not so good for the English national team, too. Well, that's the concern. You
0: know, we mentioned with Harry Kane going out. You know, that was a big concern. I I think Rashford's out till April as well, which is basically kind of the end of the season. Same thing with Harry
1: Kane. So now we're concerned about what's going to happen. Well, Rashford has fractures in his back. That's not good. (laughs) I mean, I say he's only out two or three months, but that's... That could be a career ender. Yeah. I mean, and I just don't know how these things happen. You know, it's just these crazy
0: injuries. Is it overplaying? Is it overuse? Is this something that goes back to the whole Christmas period in terms of what it is? Yeah. But it, is, it's a, it was confirmed a stress, factor, a stress fracture, which was crazy to me. Yeah. So so that's why I think they're going to have to look to buy somebody yeah. and get somebody in at least to, to
1: cover everything. So. So we'll okay. see. Well, we still have uh, a couple more weeks here in the uh, in the transfer window. We'll talk about it again yeah. next week and see what has right. happened. And, and Bruno is Sporting Lisbon, so yes. yeah, I was close. Okay, <laughs> I knew he was in Lisbon. <laughs> well, we're talking about stars, so I yes. guess it's time for Adam's favorite part of the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, Adam hates this part oh. of the show. This is the part of the show where uh, I give clues and adam has to guess the star that i'm talking about now you can play along at home and see if you can guess him before adam does and often you can yeah i'm sure you do because yeah, just... he doesn't do so well on this sometimes <laughs> yeah. all right we're, now I'm, I'm once again i'm picking somebody who is a an established star in the league All right. 32 years old. That's
0: what makes it worse because they're established.
1: (laughs) This is somebody that you absolutely should know. I know. I know. (laughs) Great. All right. He has played professionally in three countries, Portugal, England, and France. He's currently playing in England. Okay. All right. He is often compared to the Simpsons character. Sideshow Bob. Wish I, I wish I knew the the Simpsons very yeah. well enough. Okay. <laughs> um, he is a defender. Okay. Uh, he plays with a Premier League club that has another floppy haired regular. Okay. So Sideshow Bob is known as Sideshow Bob because of his hairstyle. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right uh he's from Brazil okay he is on he plays for Arsenal <laughs> Arsenal yes <laughs> His, his uniform still hangs at the Chelsea Museum at Stamper Bridge.
0: <laughs> I knew where he was going. But, you know, it's funny because I was thinking of David Luiz right off the bat. Yeah, uh-huh. And then I'm guessing that's who it is. It is, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. When you said other floppy hair, so I was thinking it might have been, I was thinking, who's the other center back with floppy hair? So, uh, Do you the,
1: remember that? Oh, I don't know who the other guy is. He's a young kid. He's like 22. Yeah, uh, Um. yes, yes. I, I you're gonna... can't remember his name right off the top of my head. But uh, every time he's in there, I'm like, well, is that David Luiz or is that other <laughs> floppy hair guy? So. Yes, yeah. I got you. I got gotcha, you. Gotcha.
0: We'll, we'll look him up as we're chatting. I
1: even teased it during the previous segment. Oh, I knew, I knew. And <laughs> I knew. I,
0: I, to be fair, I was I was double guessing myself in terms of.
1: He couldn't be that obvious. Yeah. yeah. No, is it, he is, is. He's that obvious. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, it's good. It's all good. All right. Now, we're going to talk about something that we don't talk about often. Uh, let me just play the audio for it here this country we call it soccer partner american players yeah Um, yeah that's great you know we're at a stage where we have a lot of young talent that is starting to filter out into the rest of the world and the way that the mls is i think it's a good idea for them to go out and see the rest of the world yeah this week there was a uh, player that debuted for borussia dortmund in the bundesliga and his name may sound familiar to you, um, because uh his dad was a, mm-hmm. a player, but Gio Reyna. Yes. Yes. Is playing for Dortmund. He's seventeen years old. hmm And he is the son of Claudio Reyna, who's right. maybe one of the greatest American players ever. For sure. Had a top great five.
0: Career. Definitely had a great career in England. Um, and also Scotland played for Rangers as well and, right. and uh,
1: came back and played. Yeah, what a great player. Very good player. And it's, gr- it's great to see the Bundesliga taking chances on these young American guys. There are several now that are playing in the Bundesliga. Yep, yep. You've got Sargent playing at – uh, yeah. Was it Bremen? No, where is he playing? He's at Stuttgart, I Stuttgart, believe. Stuttgart, yeah. yeah. Um, who else? I just – I had a brain fart. There are several others that yeah. are playing mm-hmm. in, in, in the Bundesliga and uh, Christian Pulisic also played for Dortmund that's yes, where he that's got right. his start so they're they're taking some chances on some young guys and i think they're the the Bundesliga is at a point where they have to do that to stay relevant yeah i agree because they're starting to lose um prestige among the great leagues mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's because they don't have enough money to keep these big boys from going elsewhere right right
0: yeah and so it's it's almost a, a training ground for the youngsters. It is, and that and that's perfectly fine. Especially, you know, obviously we're, we're big followers of the Premier League, so it's really nice. So, like a player like a Jadon Sancho, who's playing over there with Dortmund, right? English player was at Manchester Manchester City. They released him. If he was to come back now, they're they're talking between seventy and hundred million, right. Exactly it's amazing when and man City got rid of them for for pretty cheap, so I think what's really good is it gives these players a chance to play because if they're at Chelsea or if they're at man United, they kind of get lost in the in the shuffle with all the teams, and so that's what's really nice for
1: these young players to get in there it also tells you and this kills me to say this as a as a German it also shows you that the Germans are not developing young players anymore i mean mm. they they're, they've got a young-ish team that's going to be playing in the European Cup, but they just are nowhere near where they were just five, six years ago. Yeah. Yeah, they've got, they've got some work cut out in terms of where
0: they need to be, and I think that's probably part of the reason why the national team struggled a little bit, and that's why England's national team's doing well. Right. You know, because of the the depth that we have. But, you know, rewind that. 10, 12 years ago, that's what Germany was like.
1: That's true. I guess these things go in ebbs and flows. Yes, yes. All right. Well, we need to take a little break, but uh, uh, coming up, you don't want to go anywhere because we have our final episode from across the pond uh, right here on Free Kicks.
0: If you missed L- Los, An- L- Los, Anno or La-
1: Los-, Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. My name is Ryan Cheverini. I'm the co-host of Windy City Live. The shorter you are, the more famous you are. That is true. Yeah. Well, then explain Will Ferrell, because you've had him yeah, He's a big dude. Yeah. yeah. No, he's yeah. like 6'4". <laughs> Will Ferrell was awesome. Will, um, you could talk to him just like we're talking right now yeah. when the light's not on. Yeah. As soon as the camera light goes on, uh, you can't ask him anything serious. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I asked him, I said, hey, I'm going to ask you a little bit about you know, yeah. your things that you like to watch, this, whatever. He goes, yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. I come, We come out and I go, what's the movie that you watch late at night when you're flipping channels? and you just have to watch it because it's so funny and he's like um you know uh, probably uh, booty call <laughs> radio misfits get more losano and friends losano now on losano.com good luck trying to spell losano or whatever the f- its called I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next, back to you, Steve, you're making a big change for 2020. Yes, I am. I'm going to change the way that I approach people in life. I can't wait to hear about that. And we're also going to talk about what it's like when you have an uncomfortable interview. And we'll have many of those in 2020. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to you, an Opie show. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com And we are back. All right, let's uh, hop on a uh, airplane, British Airways. Okay, let's do it. And let's do the report. And now, a Free Kicks report from across the pond. <laughs> Sounds impressive, and it is impressive. It's we were at Chelsea... Uh, we went to the <laughs> training ground. We went to a game. And on this final day uh, across the pond, we also did something else. Yeah. Yeah, we,
0: we basically spent the day in London, which was really nice, and was able to uh, tour the stadium. Yeah. So, which was, you know, a thrill for everybody there. I mean, I, I be, I've been lucky enough to do it a couple of times myself, and uh, it, it changes every time. It was slightly different, but got some great pictures, really yeah. got a, an idea of the history of, of how everything started, and, and seeing it from different parts of the ground was really nice.
1: You know what I love about uh, the the grounds? Well, at Stamford Bridge, but also at, at most of the other yeah. uh, facilities, is that they're in neighborhoods. That's yeah. like a, uh, it's like Wrigley Field, yes, exactly, or Fenway Park. You walk in there, and there it is, in the middle of you know, next to a Starbucks mm-hmm. or something. You know, there, <laughs> sure, boom, there it is, sure. Um, and then when you go in the stadium, it, and it is an older stadium, yeah, uh, compared to some of the other ones. Yeah. Um, But they have uh, in the locker rooms, and the locker rooms are even not very impressive. Right, right. right, Because it's an old place they had all the jerseys of some of the great players that have played. Like yeah, they had a Beckenbauer yeah. jersey That's on the right. wall and a Messi jersey. Yeah. Um, in yep. the little crappy visitor's dressing room, which <laughs> is really a crappy little visitor's dressing room. Yeah. I think they do that on purpose, don't they? Yeah. And, in fact, they
0: it was actually better than what it was. So oh, really? That, yeah. They, I think they talked a little bit about it because it used to be pretty bad because it was all – you know, sometimes teams will go to these – Uh, locker rooms and use it as a motivational we're gonna play in this crappy you know we're gonna use this and so it motivates them so not that it's great by any means but it's satisfactory. Right. That's so true. that's the thing. But you're right. So in the visitors I hadn't seen that before they actually had the jerseys from players gone by, you know, Bobby Moore and Cruyff and, yes. and all these great Beckenbauer, and like you said, all these great players that played back historically. So that was kind of nice. And then going into the main into the main locker room Chelsea's, like you said it wasn't anything special. Nice, nice little setup, you know, kind of a somewhat circular but you wouldn't. They didn't have their eight thousand um, dollar racing car
1: chair by any means. They're just sitting on a little, yeah, you know, stool or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's fine. Like you know, it's satisfactory as yeah. you say. <laughs> uh, but that's what you get in the older stadiums. Yes, yes. It was kind of nice to see actually it, that it, we were in uh, Ajax in Amsterdam a few yeah, years ago. That was pretty. And nice. that locker room was like you know, ridiculous. Yes, exactly. It was it, beautiful. Right. Very impressive. And that's because they
0: have a newer stadium, obviously, True. but yeah, but Chelsea stadium, like you said, the history, um, the idea of what it is, there's really not a bad seat in the place, right? You know, when you can watch the game, especially where we were sitting, you know, during the game. And then what was neat for us was we could get, Get to get closer to the field, sit in the sit in the in the where Frank sits. You know, yeah. had a nice picture there taken with all of the people that went. So that was really nice. And, Go in the press room. You yes. sit
1: at the uh, press table that you, yes. you see, and you've seen Jose Mourinho sit at all right. these years. Right, the traditional picture, and yeah, uh, yeah they did that. Yeah,
0: actually, had something on Twitter. I think it was Rhys James was over there. He was signing his, and it was he was sitting
1: in those same seats we were sitting. So it was kind of cool. Rhys James, of course, uh, Mm. my personal friend, who I met on the ground. (laughs) That's that's right. Yeah, he had a little chat with him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so there it is. That's our final. That's our final across the pond. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add, as our? No,
0: I think it was what was nice also in the afternoon was we was able just to spend a little bit of time in London, you know, and yep. just kind of walk around. I think a lot of people did it. For me personally, it was good. I got to meet up with with my brother, which was nice. That's right. Yeah. Had a little cup of tea and uh, a biscuit, caught up with what was going on. Um, and then just for everybody just to look around they can buy some cheap stuff. It was not so though in London that day. It was. Because it was right around Christmas. But it was really kinda cool. The lights were up and people yeah, jostling around. I know we walked right through um, the area very close to Leicester Square, which is where they do the movies right. and different things. So that was kinda nice just walking through there. But yeah, lots of stuff
1: going on. My brother and I walked through the park and went over to uh, Buckingham Palace. Okay, yeah. yeah, the yep. palace and then pubs. You know, there are pubs in, in London? Yeah, there's a few of them, yeah. Yeah, we checked them out <laughs> to make sure that they are still functioning. Yeah, Everything is working just fine there in yeah, the pubs in case anybody's worried. <laughs> Uh, but that uh, yes, that was a great trip. We recommend it to anybody who has a chance. I know you guys are planning another trip soon. We're in the yeah. We we're kind of working on things. We was lucky at the
0: convention. I was able to meet with those guys again, and and we'll, we'll definitely look at some different things this next year.
1: Okay, well, you're talking about uh, the uh, the convention. I'm assuming that'll be part of this report.
0: And now, the latest Chicago-area soccer news. Soccer, news.
1: soccer news with Coach Adam. Just came back from the coaches' convention, a yeah. national coaches'
0: convention. Yep, 12,000 people in their track suits running around, so yeah, it was it was a good week. Uh, we, we did lots of meetings, you know, we do some stuff with U.S. soccer, kind of getting some coaching education updates, and then... What's really kind of cool, and I think you did it last year, did you walk around a little bit, the exhibit hall? The exhibit hall is where all the new stuff is, which is really kind of cool, and uh, we was able to kind of walk around. I got picture taken with the World Cup. That's right, that's right. Yeah, we had the World Cup there, which was nice. Um, I didn't see it. I think it was there this year, but I didn't see very much of it. Um, it was just interesting because we were so busy last year hosting it, uh, being a big part of it. It was kind of nice to be able just to kind of walk around, watch some sessions. So I was lucky enough to jump in on a few sessions here and there. So
1: um, Is it, Was it kind of like last year's where uh, everything was indoors? Um, you know, you didn't have to leave the complex correct. for any reason. Yeah. It just... Exactly. Coaches everywhere. Coaches everywhere. It's nice. We had a
0: nice hotel which was joined to the convention center. So I never actually went outside. Okay. So that's how it was in Chicago too. Yeah. At McCormick Place. Yeah. So it was nice. So we could just walk straight in and then just really kind of spend some time trying to kind of pick the best session. So. Um, sat in on some sessions. One was with Southampton and Benfica did a couple of different things. And then some other coaches did some different sessions wow. as well. Yeah. So it was it was just nice to see, you know, what people are doing. Very similar to what we saw at Chelsea. Right. You know, it's just nobody's really reinventing the wheel here. Right. It's just true. It's just, oh, the Benfica way or the Southampton way, yeah. the, the Chelsea way. Whatever it may be. <laughs> Everybody's got their own little twist on it it's just I always look for things I can pick up you know especially even when I'm watching coaches anything that they say I can pick up oh, I really like what he said there and use that so
1: that's what that's what's really kind of nice about it the one of the Chelsea guys I met and I think I mentioned this in previous uh, episodes but I just still love this he said there's several types of players there's the grassroots players Mm -hmm. there's the players that are good enough to play with the club there's the academy players there's the national players and then there's the chelsea (laughs) that's great (laughs) he's got it right and he totally believes that you know he totally he's been pitching that to parents for for years and i and i love it Uh, i love the confidence in that area got to got to have it all right so uh we have a kind of a different show coming up next week. So let's uh, explain this foreign tradition.
0: And now explain that foreign tradition, please.
1: So next week and there are no or this coming weekend as, right. as the show posts, there are no Premier League games over the weekend uh, that are league games or fixtures. As yes. We call it. Right. Right. Tell, tell us why that is. So we're in round
0: four of the FA Cup. So that's the, uh, it's officially known as the Football Association Challenge Cup. Um, and it's actually the oldest cup competition in the world. It goes all the way back to 1871. Which and is- it's still prestigious to win that. It really is. It's definitely the cup. When I grew up, it was the thing. It was almost like the Super Bowl. Right. You know, it was like the the season culminated. You wanted to get to the FA Cup. You know, that was the big thing. Now, obviously, things have changed with the Premier League. And sure, and you've quali- got all these other big cups and everything. Yeah, qualifying for the Champions League is a yeah. priority. But no matter how you look at it, winning trophies, winning cups is is the most important thing. You know, you look at you look at Tottenham. You look at their trophy cabinet in the last ten years. It yeah. hasn't
1: changed. It's still right. bare. Right. <laughs> Whereas Chelsea for all you Tottenham fans out there, H O W A R T A. Little jab <laughs> to those Tottenham fans.
0: But you know, but when you look at Chelsea's, obviously it's a very full one. Right. You know, you know, lots
1: of trophies <laughs> yeah, exactly. in there. But this is a, a a chance for them to win a trophy. And if you're not familiar with the FA Cup, this is Every team in England can be in this. Yes, yes, and and we go. I mean, talking about even amateur teams, mm-hmm. they can be in it. Yeah, they usually are not. Right, but uh, there and there are five levels of of uh, professional football too. Well, yeah, you've got the there's 92 professional teams.
0: How many? 90? 92. Okay, and then the next tier after that is the what they call the conference. Um, so if they actually win that league, they get promoted into the okay. professional leagues. And then the team at the bottom gets relegated of the last. So, it, you know, that's why you know, the promotion relegation, that's a whole conversation sure. in itself, but yeah. that's what makes it so great. And then everybody else can move on up and that's, it's really quite nice. So, so we've got lots of good games and there's no seeding. It's not like the NCAA tournament, the one versus 16. It's straight out of the hat. So that's amazing. Chelsea could play Man United in the third round, but could happen and they knock each other out and it out. does happen and it does and it's the first it's, it's whatever it is so you're going to get premier league games and premier league teams against each other and then you could get you know a reading versus, versus cardiff as well that could right. be a quarterfinal match yeah and yeah. it gives them a chance so that's what's nice it gives those teams an opportunity to get to a final semi-finals and finals are at Wembley Right. Kind of make it a big deal, and, uh, yeah, it's a great day out. And for me, growing up, this was always a big day to watch the FA Cup final. And who's
1: the defending FA Cup champion? Um, That's a very good question, I believe it was wasn't it uh, who was playing in that game I think it was Man City Man City because yeah, they yeah. won everything last yes year. yeah Man City right. yeah so they did everything right. they beat Watford I think 5-0 yes, in the finals yes yeah it's yeah, all it was coming back to yeah exactly you're right
0: it's so funny it's like the Super Bowl Do you remember who won the Super Bowl last year there's oh, really? so many. oh it was the
1: Patriots there's so many things going on in
0: this league I know I know but it's, it's really a great Great uh, tournament. Unfortunately, it's not on regular television, right. so you're going to have to get that ESPN Plus
1: package. I so- don't say which one you should watch yet because we have an audio clip for that. Okay. Right, but, yeah, go. so there is an... Now time for
0: Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. When the jingle guy wants to talk, he's going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> hey, that's all right. That's all right. But, no, I mean, in terms of games this weekend to watch, if you, if you get a chance, the later games are actually... They have games starting on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But for me, in terms of an FA Cup match, that I would definitely watch, I think uh, Southampton-Tottenham could be a really good one. Oh, wow. um, yeah, because Southampton's on a verge, Tottenham's kind of struggling a little bit. But again, this is a fourth-round game. Good prem- two Premier League teams. So fourth so, round means there are like thirty-two teams left. Yes, exactly, exactly. And then Liverpool has to go to Shrewsbury and play. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. So that's on Sunday. That is awesome. Yeah, Shrewsbury's Towns Field holds
1: about 10,000. Wow! So that's a game to watch on Sunday. See, this is what I love watching. Yeah. I wa- I love watching games like that because some of these fields are marked like fields here <laughs> where if they have you know for the kids they bring the goals on yeah. the side and yeah. they've got different markings on the field for seven v seven and and then Liverpool shows up, yeah. the best team in the world. That's gonna be a that's gonna be
0: one to watch. Yeah, that is awesome. So eleven o'clock kickoff on Sunday. You've got a good one on Saturday, Southampton Tottenham. And then Sunday, Shrewsbury, Liverpool.
1: Okay, and we'll be talking about that next week. We're yep. going to do a whole FA Cup show. A special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H, shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio is dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. Of free kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you.
0: This has been a presentation
1: of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, Trial by Combat, the most annoying sound ever. Gwyneth Paltrow's candle stern sweaty sphincter <laughs> celebrity potpourri with richard m daly and we interview author lou macaluso about the berlin wall and a great escape all that in unlimited tangents on this week's minutia men the tony lasano podcast and opi production on the radio misfits podcast network radiomisfits.com direct from the rock and roll hall of fame stay tuned rock
0: on tv now at the museum of broadcast communications from bandstand to gaga let's rock on tv for info and tickets visit museum.tv espresso french press mocha frappuccinos none of
1: these will be discussed but all will be used on caffeinated comics
0: it's a weekly podcast about comics
1: movies tv and collectibles hosted by a former comic book store owner and an ex-comedian what a resume Sometimes they're special guests. Sometimes it's just us reporting the latest geek news and arguing, like why I love cable. And why you're wrong about that. So join us each week on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network for superpowers and caffeine. Remember when you made those cappuccinos? Yeah, that whole day's a whole blur. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place.
0: Radiomisfits.com.